Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some relationship stories. And if you do love a relationship story, why not consider hitting the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, or really helps out. Thank you so much, and let's crack on with today's first story. Now, before we do get into today's first story, I just want to give you a couple of warnings of there's infidelity, suicidal thoughts, kidnapping and domestic violence all in one story. It goes over several parts and was compiled by I am the lowrider on Best of Updates and is from Thrower Crocker who says my 44 male wife, 41 female, was recently contacted by her ex-boyfriend slash co-writer, 36 male, and I've grown a bit nervous. Hello everyone, let me first start by saying that my wife and I are very open, maybe way too open about our past and past partners and all that. She is my second wife. My first wife was big on fidelity and we broke up over her cheating. The first wife and I share a son. My wife also has a daughter of her own from a previous marriage. We've been married for five years and our little blended family works well together. As I mentioned earlier, we are perhaps too open about our past relationships. Her first husband was a serial cheater. He was a musician and slept around with women from his gigs. She stumbled onto his emails only to learn that he was involved with five other women, one of which he'd gotten pregnant. Not wanting their child to grow up in a broken home, she wanted to save the relationship and reached out to one of her old internet friends for advice. We're calling Chris. The two had been friends for seven years up until that point, but had never met. They were writing partners. In fact, before they lost contact, they'd been writing a novel together. She tells me that when she reached out for support, he was very kind and had actually been recommending a lot of ways to get past infidelity or what you should speak to an attorney about. In general, being a good friend. Somewhere in that, they decided to revisit writing their book again. According to her, they would casually flirt, but as they lived on opposite sides of the country, they had no means to act. In all this, she decided her marriage was dead and stopped trying to fix things. Checked out, I guess. She and Chris expressed mutual attraction and by the end of the year, he flew out to meet her. She filed for divorce right after the affair got physical and Chris moved later that year to be with her. To make a long story short, her daughter, who was only five at the time, didn't really take to him. As she says, he didn't do anything wrong. She just wasn't adjusting properly after the divorce and didn't like somebody replacing her father. My wife told him they needed to take a break due to this and due to the fact that he's a bit crass sometimes. She had only intended for it to be a short break, but he was apparently so hurt that he'd moved that far to be turned away two months in and so he broke it off entirely. After months had gone by, they reconnected to try and finish their book. They began sleeping together again during this time, but it was just a physical thing. They came close to finishing the book, but she started dating me. Thus, they stopped sleeping together. She felt weird about having an ex hanging around once she got into a committed relationship. And so by her own admission, she stopped returning his emails, which were all book related, with the same frequency and stopped working on it on her end so much. 
he grew frustrated after a few months of this and blocked her on everything. Which finally brings us to a month ago. After four or five years of no contact, he messages her out of the blue. He contracted COVID and nearly died. Chris contacted her because apparently, in that time apart, he rewrote the book without her contributions, managed to get published, wrote and published a sequel, and released his work, came really close to not being finished if he died. He wanted to make it known that if something should happen to him, that he wanted the rights of this thing, turned over to her, as she knows how it will end and helped create the story. Fair enough, that actually sounds nice. But then, they get to talking. He's apparently writing a comic adaption and he invited her to come on board for it. He has a lot of the art done and she was very excited showing me and explaining to me who all the characters were, their backstories, what she thinks he got wrong in the design. She also read the first book and is telling me which names he changed, what characters were and weren't in their version, the plot differences and she seems to be having a lot of fun with it. I knew they wrote together. She mentioned it before, but I had no idea they had this whole universe created. I can tell it was something that was really important to her. She seems like she might take him up on the offer, and this worries me. Every time they've worked on something in the past, it leads to sex, and there is a bit of sexual content in their writing. I'm not the jealous type, and I certainly don't want to step on a dream she had buried, but I don't want a repeat of history. I'll admit, I decided to snoop their conversation, and while he seems like he's been on the level and is only really discussing the project, she's pressing for information on his personal life. I wouldn't say in a flirty way, but she asked him if he's seen anyone now, and when he answered no, he's too busy, that relationship's just getting in the way, she told him he needs to get back out there, that celibacy isn't a good look on him. We're pretty open on our past sex life, so I know her ex-husband was terrible at it, and once when drunk, she said of Chris, don't let a great fuck convince you it'd be a great relationship. How the hell do I proceed? I know she was emotionally broken by her ex-husband and that's why she cheated. But she did cheat with this man. I've met him. He seems like an on-the-level guy, but they have a history that tells something might happen. I want to approach my wife with my concerns, but I don't want to seem like an overbearing, controlling person. I want her to have a creative outlet because she glows in a way I've never seen before when she talks about this book I barely knew anything about. It feels like it's something that was deeply important to her, that she forced not to be important. I want that for her, but I don't want their interactions to escalate into something more like they have three times already. Part two comes seven days or so later and was posted on a different subreddit. So it started off with saying a few people suggested I post this here as well. My wife's ex-boyfriend re-emerged in her life asking to work on a mutual writing project that she abandoned years ago that he's achieving financial success with now. I don't know who this woman is. The level of deception is so involved and deliberate that I'm hardly capable of comprehending that I've spent the last six years of my life with this person. I decided to sit down with her and talk about how I felt about the situation, that I was happy she rediscovered her old writing and expressed that it would be cool for her to explore that as a hobby or a profession as she's quite good at it and clearly enjoys it. At the time she agreed and said that Chris, her ex being around wouldn't be a good thing, saying she was worried that he might be using this as a ploy to talk with her again. When she said these things, I was like, okay, cool. She has the same misgivings I do and she's not minimizing my feelings or calling me controlling. In fact, we're on the same page. Oh, how wrong I was. That conversation should have been the end of it, but for some reason my brain started getting weird and I began thinking it was going too well. Yesterday morning, when she got in the shower, I took her phone and went into it. 
His number was there and their entire conversation had been deleted. It hadn't been three days prior. Red flags. Checked Facebook Messenger, she's talking about her upcoming trip for work, which takes her to Vegas. Well, apparently this two day long thing has been canceled due to COVID, but she'd been telling me she's going. They are discussing a hotel, a town over and staying there as well as sending each other people's vacation photos of Vegas. So she has stuff to show if I ask. She's talking about restaurants they can go to, how there will be a full moon when he's there and how it would look great on the beach. Oh yeah, and he's not on the East Coast as he's presented. He moved back to town recently since the prick actually has enough money to live here. He showed her on Google Maps where he's living and it's taken everything I have not to drive my truck straight into his living room. A month ago, she claimed that she had to pick up her brother from the airport. Nope, that was him. The messages don't go back much further than that, but they reference talking about stuff during the years they supposedly haven't had contact. One line I read that he wrote has my heart racing with such fucking madness is from him and says, yeah, we're just friends. I don't see you in eight years and I'm inside you 20 minutes off the plane. Best friends, maybe. So she's not just planning to fuck him. She's been doing it for months. That trip to her mother's a few weeks back where she stayed the night. Yeah. I haven't confronted her yet, but her smile fills me with so much hate now. I'm going to try my best and hold back on saying anything until after Christmas. The kids don't need the holiday being a constant reminder of this. But honestly, I'm probably going to snap and confront her today or tomorrow because my ability to swallow this bullshit with a smile is almost impossible. Honestly, I'd be lucky if I can avoid taking a bath with a toaster. I'm losing my mind right now. Edit 1. I'm gathering info pics and screenshots of her location and speaking with a lawyer tomorrow. Edit 2. I've met with my brother's divorce attorney and we are making plans. I'm documenting everything, all texts, her location, where she's claiming to go. I'm confronting her on the second next month after she goes to the hotel with him. I'm making sure I have my ducks in a row and I'm trying not to ruin Christmas forever for the kids. Edit 3. The wave of suicidal thoughts have passed and I thank everyone who left kind messages for me. Really got me over the hump. Update on part 2. I'd like to thank everyone who offered advice when I first posted this yesterday. It helped keep my mind away from darker places and it gave my hands something to do. I've been talking with my brother for support and have continued to monitor their communications. She noticed me acting different and I told her it was just me having the blues over the anniversary of my aunt's death, which was enough so she didn't start realizing I know all I know. I spent three hours today in my car outside of McDonald's using their Wi-Fi to access her emails and they're using fucking Yahoo Messenger to communicate. She's on this with her tits out in a ton of pics, all of which I'm saving. Real cute, there's one with her posed with flowers I got her for her birthday. They've been sexting since March. Some select quotes from her. I can't just start talking about the book all the time. I talked about you twice when he and I got together. If I started talking about you in the book a lot now, he's going to think something is up. You need to shave because that stubble is like knives. Almost had to put chapstick on my chin and under my nose. From him, you're getting it right before you leave here. I want him to kiss you after you spent the afternoon swallowing me. Oof. Honestly, my compulsion not to beat this man to death is so strong. I want to do it, but the fact that he's so like purposely vicious is making me want to wear his teeth as a necklace. Part 3. A heads up. I began writing this the day it happened and I'm not rewriting it. Some of my feelings don't reflect exactly what my comments were saying in the last couple of days, that's why. I've got some work to do today, so I might not respond to anything for quite some time. 
I never want to go through anything like this ever again. This was the single most difficult thing I've ever had to do and I'm twitching like a tweaker every so often now. She left for either work or Chris's today, not really sure where she went but she was gone. Tried to check her location and either she turned off locations or my phone was giving me issues. I didn't have the means to serve her. That comes later this week. But I had to confront her before she realized what I was doing so she wouldn't have any more time to formulate some working lies. Heard my garage door opening and turned on the camera. She comes in completely oblivious. I tell her she ought to sit down because we've got to talk. Deer in the headlights look but she sits down and asks me what's wrong. I ask, why don't you tell me? She plays dumb but I see she knows she's been found out. She asks me again what's wrong. I ask her, what's really up with Chris? She says nothing, she hasn't heard from him. I redirect and decide to not confront her as directly and tell her that I'm uncomfortable with her working with him and that it's not something I can get past. She's 100% instantly agreeable and asks me very nervously why I changed my mind so quick and why I'm acting the way I am. I just shake my head and say something like, I just wanted to be understanding about it but I got weird vibes from him and I'd prefer they wouldn't talk. She insists that he doesn't mean anything to her anymore, that she was just happy to see the book get made. I told her that he basically stole from her and she's being way too understanding about that fact, that she ought to sue him over it and she agrees with me. By now, she's probably thinking she got out of this and is going to break it off with Chris the minute she gets a second to do so. But then I tell her the whole thing has really stressed me out and I'm going to take the next week out of work. I tell her that I talked with my son's mother and she agreed to keep my son that weekend so I could go to Vegas with her. That's why I was talking to my son's mother for so long the other day, working out the details of her taking my son, or at least that's what I'd have her think. Deadpan stare. I start talking about how COVID has shut down a lot of stuff and I'm not even sure what's open in Vegas. She cuts me off and tells me that it was actually cancelled today. The conversation from here goes on like this, paraphrased of course. I said, it got cancelled last month. She said, no, he told us today because he wasn't sure whether or not it was off until today. I said, I know it got cancelled last month. She said, what are you doing? Why are you telling me you want to go and then telling me it's cancelled? I don't get what you're doing. I said, it was cancelled last month. What were you going to do if I didn't ask about it? She said, you're freaking me out. It was cancelled today. I said, what were you going to do in the town where her hotel is? She said, what are you accusing me of? I said, how long have you and Chris been back together? She said, we haven't done anything. Did he tell you we were? I said, don't lie to me. I don't want to read off everything he texted. It almost made me throw up doing it the first time. I can't believe you do this. She said, I love you. I'm sorry. He's been texting me a lot lately and saying a lot of messed up stuff and I don't know how to deal with it. I want to tell you this, but I was afraid you'd do what you were doing now. I was just hoping he'd stop on his own. I said, you didn't see him for eight years and 20 minutes after he got off the plane, you had sex with him. She said, what plane? What are you reading? I said, he lives on street name. Do you want to stop this? Just admit what you did so we can move forward with this. Why did you tell me he lived in East Coast? She said, did he say something to you? He lies constantly. It's part of the reason we broke up. I told you that. I knew I shouldn't have responded to his messages. There's always drama with him. All his messages were fine, but he started with the missing me stuff again, like always. I was going to tell you. I said he wanted you to come home and kiss me after you were going to go down on him. I read your messages. I saw them in your email and in your text. You're cheating on me and I want you out of this house today. She said, what? I'm not cheating on you. 
If you don't want him around, I'll tell him to get lost. But honey, I'm not cheating on you. Is that what he told you? He's lying. I said, stop it. I told you, I went into your messages on your phone. You're going to get your stuff and you're going to go to your parents. I made copies of your emails and screenshots from your texts. I don't want to show them what you two say to each other. But if you're going to keep lying to my face, I will. We are done. Go get your stuff. She tried even in the face of all that to play stupid and lie. But finally, tired of it, I broke out my copies of their texts and handed them to her. She looked at them for two seconds and then broke down crying hard, like I've never seen her this devastated by anything. I even felt bad for her for a little while. She said she was sorry that it got out of hand and she wanted to put the brakes on it, but he had gotten possessive and was threatened to expose her if she ended it with him. I told her that none of that was in their text and she was still lying to me. She was going to go off and spend the weekend with him. She then told me it's done between them and she'll make him go away. She won't ever talk to him again. I told her I don't care what she does, but I've been talking to a lawyer and the divorce papers will be ready soon. At this point, she explodes and repeats, you've been talking to a lawyer like four or five times today. And honestly, I was ready to call the cops because she's closing in on me and really screaming now. I tell her to calm down that I have a camera going. She then continues to break down and not resemble anyone I've ever met before. Kept saying stuff like, you've planned all this out, smiling to my face, just planning this all out. Which every time she did, I responded with the same. Well, look at what you've been planning and smiling to my face while you're out doing sex acts. I asked her why she'd do this to us and at first she couldn't give me a straight answer. She tried to tell me it was meaningless sex. So I responded with, oh, so you ruined us for no reason. Then that's great. After a bit, she sort of got quieter and I don't know if she was being honest or just trying to hurt me, but apparently she really messed up with him in her eyes. She called him her soulmate and I nearly started breaking stuff. I asked her why she just didn't ditch me for him in the beginning. I would have understood then and she says she just needed to get away from him because she knew how bad she'd look to her family if she brought him back around. Apparently, they didn't like him either. She also said that she could never and can never actually be with him because her ex and daughter would fight her on this. So going back to him legitimately was never an option. She then said she was sorry and seemed to be in disbelief with how final I was with everything. She told me how much of a mistake it was, how much she would change and do whatever I wanted to just fix the situation. I told her no. She then told me we weren't getting the divorce because she can make amends for this. I told her there was nothing she could do to earn my forgiveness. I will not forgive this ever and somehow she had the gall to be shocked by this. I told her then I opened an account in another bank and moved half from the joint account into it this morning and that the rest is hers. She can either get it herself or I can get it for her but the account is getting closed. She just nodded along and said we'd probably both have to go to the bank together to close it. She went and started packing up her clothes, peacefully, crying a little and oddly enough, making threats every so often that she had better not have anything missing. I let it roll off my shoulder and told her to take pics of how she left her things and daughter's things so when she comes back, she'll see I didn't touch anything. Her folks had been contacted and they're in disbelief. They are both surprised that Chris is even a factor in any of this and spent time apologizing to me. And soon after, she was out of my house. The next day, soon-to-be ex hit my phone with so many I love you, I'm sorry, we can fix this text that I contemplated flushing my phone. I wanted to just turn it off, but my son's mother had my son, so I needed it on just in case of an emergency or a change in plans when he was coming home. 
So I just started responding to her text by sending screenshots of the worst parts of their conversation and saying nothing of my own. My son's mother returned with my son and brought dinner from my favorite Chinese place. I didn't give my son the exact reason when I told him, but he asked flat out whether she cheated because it was so sudden and I told him he was right without elaborating. They stayed for a while before returning home and I've just been kind of floating around the house, trying to keep it together. It's like two or three days since I began writing this and I'm off to the gym and then my lawyers. This thing is already way too long and things are updating so rapidly that I could be typing forever and never finish. My soon-to-be ex's ex-husband is going to come by and collect his daughter's things and I'll explain to her the best I can that if she ever needs me, I'm just a phone call away. I'm also contemplating telling her ex that she ran around with Chris on him as well because she said many times he doesn't know. But maybe I won't. That accomplishes nothing really. Anyway, first fight has been fought and it looks like I'm winning as much as one can given the circumstances. Part of me wants to confront Chris, but I'm smart enough that all that would be a waste of time and energy. Time better spent working or hitting the gym or finding some way to thank my son's mother for being an absolute MVP in my corner through this. Anyway, that's all I got for now. Sorry this is disjointed, but it's taken me a couple of days to write and of course developments keep... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Keep happening. Now we're going to move on to part four. Just before Christmas last year, a little over two months ago, I discovered that my wife had been cheating on me with an old boyfriend. They had planned for a romantic weekend together, which I ruined for them when I confronted her. This will be long, so as an update, I've mostly gone no contact with my soon-to-be ex. I tried just communicating with her through my lawyer if we had a real reason to talk, but that made me feel like a child that was avoiding confrontation, even if that wasn't the case and I decided to speak with her myself a few times. If you've been following the lengthy comment streams from my previous posts, you already know what was discussed, but I write everything here as if it's the first time I'm doing it. The soon-to-be ex at first was all over the place with how she talked about Chris. One minute he was her soulmate and the one that got away. The next was a predator that would not leave her alone. Our family and friends have all heard the truth by now and most of them have taken my side on the matter. Given the details I provided in my lengthy Facebook post, there was little room to side with her anyhow. She since moved into her parents for the time being and I remained in my home. It was acquired many years before I even met her, so that's not even an issue divorce-wise. Strangely enough, Chris, the AP, decided to write me this huge harange of letter for what reason God only knows. 
I got the impression from it that she must have dumped him in anger shortly after I gave her the boot because it's laden with stuff like, we were repairing our relationship when you stole her from me. I loved her for X amount of years, so don't post stuff online about how I'm a cheat. It really made me see red and I wanted to do the man some serious physical harm. But once again, I saw reason. Life has been pretty lonely in this house since she and my stepdaughter moved. The stepdaughter's room is still empty and I have to leave the door closed because seeing it empty always hurts me and I can't bring myself to do anything with it yet. She has a father and he's a good dad and because of him, I still see her once during the week. I take her for bike rides or we go grab something to eat together. I asked her once if she felt comfortable eating at my house and the poor thing just started crying. She loves her grandparents but doesn't like living with them so she's been spending more time with her father. Her old man has invited me over a couple of times for a beer. We had a few conversations about our mutual ex and Chris. I think I mentioned in the comments on my last post, but he knew the entire time she was cheating on him. I see my son and my son's mother a lot more now. One of my weekday lines up with their schedule, so I'll stop by for dinner. And I've been keeping him an extra day for my weekends and she will generally join us for dinner on Friday night. I've asked my son if he wants to talk about how he feels concerning my upcoming divorce and he's not saying it so much, but he's hurting. The first couple of times, he just got this far off stare and was like, I don't want to even think about her, and that he loved her and didn't expect her of all people to do this to him. And it really hit me when he said that. We always think about what someone's affair does to us, like it's an act of malice against us. But what she did to me, coming from him, hurt more than anything she could ever have done to me. I've discussed therapy with he and his mum, but he insists he's alright and if he feels he can't handle it, he'll talk to us. He's a mature kid and I trust his judgement, usually pretty upfront with how he's doing. He and I, for the first time in private, discussed the divorce between his mother and I and the reasons behind it. I really didn't want to at first as he's currently raging about adultery and he has a great relationship with his mum, but he was asking about it so I opted for polite honesty. I told him his mother hurt me just as much, but what she did was just a very poor choice and I'm not upset about it anymore, but it took a while. Speaking of my son's mother, she's had my back through much of this. She's pretty much the reason I started having dinner with them one night during the week and keeping my son longer because she insists I'll do better to not be constantly alone in that house. A lot of people have suggested that she and I reunite. If I was to ever to come to that decision, I'd want to wait to be done with some therapy sessions, perhaps couples therapy, if she was anywhere in this ballpark. We did briefly discuss our own divorce and the infidelity that led to it. I've moved past it and I don't feel too phased by it anymore, but she talks about it like she just got caught. It's not the first time I've done so, but I told her that I forgive her for it. I even added that this time, given more consideration to how she described the encounter, it's likely she was preyed on by some creep because she had too much to drink. This wasn't a guy she knew very well and I'd only seen around her place of work a few times as, if I'm remembering this right, either didn't work in her area or worked at a separate location. In either case, she has literally not seen him since like a few days after it happened. It's a little tough thinking about that too because even though it doesn't bother me on a regular basis anymore, the fact of the matter is I was really loving my life up until she broke the bad news to me. The soon-to-be ex kind of smoothed things over for me when that relationship started. But once again, right as I'm feeling my life is great and I'm happy, infidelity messes that up for me. Kind of makes me really unwilling to even consider another relationship if this is what all my time and effort leads to. 
All that said, I'm taking a trip to Disney World this July to try and wash my mind of all this. Originally, it was supposed to be me, my son's mother, and my son, but I've managed to talk to soon-to-be Exena into allowing my stepdaughter to come along so she won't feel excluded. She'd probably just use the time to bang her next unfortunate soul, and that's not my problem anymore. Part 5 Hello again everyone, it's about six months from my first post on here. In short, out of the blue one day, my wife of five years claimed an ex-boyfriend she used to write with suddenly appeared again wanting to know if she would work on an old mutual project together. Well, as you might have guessed, she was having an affair and that went back for quite a long time. Their dirty emails to each other disgusted me as they were extremely, almost intentionally hurtful. It wasn't bad enough for her to cheat on me, but he said he wanted her to go home and greet me filled with him, so to speak. I held my shit together for the kids for Christmas. She has a daughter and I have a son. I confronted her, threw her out, and went no contact as I possibly could. Her AP, Chris, sent me a few messages after the fact claiming that I had no reason to be upset because in his eyes, I stole her from him and had been holding the one-sided grudge for the last five years and talked as if we had been enemies for quite some time. In short, my soon-to-be ex's family never approved of him, so she dumped him. She went on to claim that they were soulmates and that's why she couldn't turn him away. Well, I've been keeping my health, working out, continuing to work from home, but that I'll be over soon. I've kept contact with my stepdaughter through her grandparents and her biological father, whom she also cheated on with this man, though he's cheated on my soon-to-be ex multiple times. He's an alright guy to have a beer with, and for all his faults, he seems like a good dad. I see her twice a week now, never overnight, and even still, I've kept her former room empty because it's too depressing to me to consider doing anything else with it. She's been my princess and she's always excited when she comes to visit or I show up to take her to dinner or for bike rides. After a bit, my son has decided that he thinks he could benefit from therapy and has been seeing a doctor. His mother, my first wife and I have been keeping a close eye on him as he was pretty close to his stepmother. She's tried to contact him and apologize, but he doesn't want to speak to her. He began getting impulsive and had bouts of angry outbursts unrelated to her. And it was then I asked him if he thought he might do well in therapy. He told me how betrayed he felt by what she had done, that he hated her, he missed his stepsister and he wanted everything to just be erased and I really felt for him. I don't think we've talked heart to heart or hugged one another in entire lives more than we have in the past few months. His mother has really been on my side through most of this and we've gotten a lot closer too. At first she was inviting me over for dinner a couple of days a week. She thought it was unhealthy for me to spend so much time alone in an empty house. I'm around steadily more now and many nights a week, we eat dinner like a family. My folks and her folks have both taken notice of this and have both been asking us whether or not, seeing as things are getting on well, if we'd consider reconciling. We said we're both happy with things as they are, but knowing everyone is talking about us makes it difficult for us not to talk about it ourselves. Minus the physical affection, we're basically acting really similar towards one another like we did when we were married which is comforting and warm, but that's soon going to get to a place where it needs a good long talk about. All that's been said thus far is nothing is going to be attempted or even discussed until our son's life has been normalized. These changes hurt him. As for my soon-to-be ex and how things are going on that front, from what I've learned, she's just bought herself a condo and moving on with her life. Her mother and father are deeply ashamed of what she's done and in their words, my stepdaughter is frequently backtalking her mum. I'd like to report you or that she's gravely suffering or it's a weeping mess, but nope, soon to be ex seems like she's going off to ruin another guy's life. 
I did, however, cross paths with Chris at a grocery store last month. He turned pale white and I pointed him out to my brother, which I shouldn't have done. He started following him around and shouting variations of fucking Prince Charming over here. Fat loser's gonna eat both those red barons tonight before he starts texting your wife, guys. I forced us to leave and we will be shopping elsewhere, though I did get a good laugh out of it. Post 6 and OP explains that they was digging around on an old laptop and came across this gem of a conversation. I've changed the names, but here is basically a cut and paste version of how deceitful these two were. Ex-wife said on the 1st of the 20th, I'm not sure if I'm being paranoid, but I feel like my husband is growing suspicious. I don't know what I should do. I'm trying to act normal, but I'm really starting to worry. I'm probably just paranoid. He's not tracking my phone or computer or anything. He does try to look over my shoulder or take peeks at my screen though. I don't stop him when he does. All the times he has peeked, we weren't talking about anything worth suspicion. Chris replies saying, I think the best way to go about this is not to change your routine. If you get any more distant, he might catch on, but if you become too friendly, same logic applies. If you could do anything, I would say perhaps talk about the story like in a complete professional way and exclude me from it when you do so it would seem like more business-friendly relationship rather than an old boyfriend. But I don't know him. I've met him that one time. Usually I have the honor of sizing up the other half's mental capacity, but I'm flying blind with this and completely trusting you. I say you remain exactly as you are, no change in routine unless you think the book's suggestion works. Ex-wife says, okay, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Good, good. He can be a genius or a complete idiot and he's very reserved, so sometimes his body language is hard to read. But yes, I need to start talking about the book because I think he's wondering why I'm on here all the time with you. I haven't mentioned the book at all. Chris replies, make an offhand remark. Oh, he's goddamn whining about his boyfriend again. He needs to leave the prick, lol. I know he lives in Wisconsin. Stop whining about it, lol. Ex-wife replies, no, he thinks you're still married and have a son. And you're one of my old writing friends. That's pretty much all I've said about your side from our fling at the end of her ex-husband's name. Chris replies, okay, well, if you have to or the subject gets brought up, think of some small romantic cheesy gesture. I just did for my wife and I say, I look like a sissy for it, lol. The best way I'm not a threat is if my family and yours are somewhat relatable. The more domestic I appear, the better. Ex-wife says, yeah, I agree, but I don't want to start talking about you lots either. I haven't in the past, why should I now? If he asks, I'll make stuff up on the fly. Chris replies exactly, to which X says, I think I'll start getting excited about the book now. That way, if I'm giddy or stressed, I can use that as an excuse. Chris says, when you do, mention my wife is doing concept art for it, and that's one of the reasons it excites you. It is not a stretch. It establishes I am domestic and that she is well aware of my activities, and if she's not worried, why should he be? Ex-wife says, yeah, I see that. Okay, I can handle this. It's probably all in my own head anyways. Chris, yes, it probably is. If an accusation comes at all, just have something ready like, no, oh my God, he's married and he's, a slur word, obsessed with his wife. He was telling me all his pet names and I almost signed off, lol. Ex-wife replies, lol. And Chris says, sorry, I have a lot of ready-made plots. The smurf, question marks, is usually checking my phone. There's nothing. Ex-wife says, we're not new at this. Chris says, well, it won't be nearly as complicated seeing as any change in your behavior will only be momentarily. 
Ex-wife says, true, I think I can do this. Chris says, you'll be fine, we've done it before. Ex-wife says, I know, I can do this. Chris says, you got it. Ex-wife says, in my obsessive compulsive nature, it is talking like everything in me to not make a list of things to do before our adventure, lol. I usually hide all my flaws, but no, you get to see and hear about all of them, lol. You poor thing, you must think I'm neurotic. Chris says, I like seeing this side of you. I don't think you're neurotic, but the paranoia of the planning your excitement makes me feel good that I can still excite you this much. Ex-wife says, for your sake, I will let you take credit for most of that then. I'm paranoid without reason also, but you've most certainly elevated it to a new level. Part 7. And the title of this one does mention this is where the, the kidnapping, the assault and hospitalization since the last post has come in. So just that little warning there. This week, a year ago, I was sitting around trying to process my ex-wife telling me about her ex, Chris, approaching her with aspirations of writing a book based on their previous work together. It was an obvious front to further their ongoing affair and I was stupid enough not to see it. Anyhow, I confronted her and threw her out and she went to live with her parents, taking her stepdaughter with her. I maintain contact with stepdaughter for quite some time and still do make time for her, but she's had it worse than anyone. I guess I'll give an update to that first. My stepdaughter was essentially kidnapped by a biological father sometime after my last update. I've said it before, but her father is not from my country and has citizenship from the country he came from. Every couple of years, he would take his daughter to his country to see his family, but this time he refused to send her back home. His given reason was that our mutual ex-wife was poison and he wanted his daughter away from her. In the end, he shot himself in the foot on that front because two months later, he caved to pressure from his own family and sent her back and is not returning because he'll most likely be arrested if he returns to the States. So he removed himself as a good influence in her life and left her in the hands of someone we both consider poison. Things did not get better from there on my ex's side of things. Shortly after the divorce was finalized, but before her ex-husband ran off with the child, she began dating a new man. I was unaware of this until my former in-laws contacted me to say that she had been hospitalized. She and Chris, her affair partner, had, as many suggested, began sleeping together again. And from what former mother-in-law told me, she broke it off with him again to pursue a new man. Chris took her to a Motel 6 where he sprung it on her that he was sick of being treated how he was treated. When she tried to walk back to her car, he snapped, picked her up over his head and slammed her down on the concrete parking lot. He attacked and drove off a good Samaritan before stomping on one of her hands and then choking her so hard that she had dark purple bruises and fractured vertebrae in her neck. Thankfully, he's behind bars now and is facing a slew of assault charges and perhaps even attempted murder. But I've not followed up on the legal aspects of any of it. She is in physical therapy and in recovery and was also concussed in the assault and is pretty hazy a lot of the time. No matter what she did to me, seeing her in this condition breaks my heart. My stepdaughter spends a lot of time with me these days as I am trying to do what I can to help the situation. She's understandably not in the best spirits but spending time with my son, my son's mother, and it at least gives her a solid place to stand. That just leaves my first wife, my son's mother. A lot of people have expressed a desire to see us reconcile and in many ways we have. Neither of us is pushing the other back into a relationship but we have discussed our past, the infidelity that separated us and the fact that she has been forgiven by me. We aren't officially back together but it isn't uncommon for us to spend the night at each other's place. And as we speak, it's been five days since we've slept in different houses. We sleep separately as I'm sure this all confuses my son but we've been intimate regularly for over a month now. 
It's going nice and easy. Nobody is pushing for anything more than what we have. And for the moment, it's working out. I could go on for many more paragraphs, but I think I'll wrap this update and answer questions as they come. And it's another one of those stories that went, I was reading it and it was like part one, part two, part three, part four. <laughs> it just kept going and going and going. And one of the most interesting things to me in these stories is how people process the information to, to, to situations like this. Obviously, a lot went on in this story. A whole roller coaster of stuff went on. I mean, the guy has been cheated on by his previous two wives. I couldn't imagine that happening once, let alone twice and having to deal with all those feelings. I mean, he expressed some of the feelings he was going through in the very first post, how low he went. And I'm not going to say that, you know, cheaters never change or anything like that. But for his own mental health, it the ending did make me pause. And I got to be honest with that. It did make me pause and think, oh, is this really the right thing to be doing in this situation? You know, getting back with the, the first person that cheated on you. I know he said he forgave her and all that, all that other sort of stuff, but it just sort of the timing of it all, it, I don't know. I don't know. I could be totally wrong there. But something in my head, it just didn't sit right with me for some reason. But the X man, this this whole self-destructive behavior, constantly cheating with people, keep getting back with this Chris guy and Chris as well, of course. But Jesus, I'm glad he was arrested. And then like when I'm reading a lot of these stories, it always goes through my head. What is that person thinking? You know, they've done it once. They got found out. They broke up and they're going to do it again. Is it just the thrill of the chase or or whatever it is? I just can't step into that person's shoes and think what they're thinking. It's just so bizarre. So now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. Absolutely lengthy, beastie one there. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Getting involved in the channel, your love, time and support always means the world to me. And I just want you to know that thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and Brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that's a damn. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>